All right. Well, uh, we're going live here. We're back. Back after a three-week hiatus. <laughs> Apparently, my video is glitching. My internet fucking sucks in, in my apartment. And I'm actually looking... By the way, Charlie, I'm looking... Dude, stop doing that. Stop looking at me with that face. <laughs> it's doing it on my screen. I can't... Like, you're talking. Like, I can hear you talking, but your face is, like, not like... All right, well, just close your eyes, then, and, and <laughs> picture my face is matching up. Don't you dare close your eyes. Um, I'm actually thinking about moving up a couple floors, which means my internet will be shittier than what it is now apparently i think it's the higher the higher up you move in an apartment complex the worse your internet gets but uh i'm waiting for that price to drop down anywho enough about me three week hiatus i was in the i was at the kentucky derby then i went straight from the kentucky derby to vegas which is not fun it was for a client thing for work I've never been to Vegas and had a fun time. Never been for pleasure. Just for complete and utter destruction. And then I got COVID while there, which was fun for the last week. And that hit me pretty hard. So I'm, I'm glad to be casting again. I'm glad to uh, be talking a little bit of NBA basketball. So that's what we're going to do tonight. Me and Napa Charlie. And then actually I'm going to be doing a cast tomorrow with Monty. We're splitting them up. Uh, they're not ganging up on me anymore. But before we uh, talk a little NBA, we're going to do a little bit of Friday night. Friday night. I'm thinking that we just might fly away to someplace they don't know who we are. Now I'm riding shotgun in your car We drive through the city like explorers going 65 Flowing hair flying across your face We left on Friday, now it's Saturday Press jeans buttoned up, jeans iron slipping up Red shoes walking slow, headphones blaring three stacks Sunglasses flaring out, thick watch hanging low Studded belt pulled taut, three stacks on the radio Friday night, I'm thinking that we just might Run away to some place we we can be who we are. We can be who we are. Okay, let's get it started here, dude. You were telling me before the cast, and I stopped you because I wanted to talk about it on the cast. Uh, Joel Embiid, second team All NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree. I agree with that. And uh, I'm just going to go back to what I've been touting on this entire time. Um, you can't have Jokic and Embiid um, on the same first team, all NBA. Uh, they play the exact same position. And Jokic uh, was the better player this year. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you want me to do. You want me to start making up? I, I mean, you I have no say, control you did over it. on the cast. I can pull up the receipts a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I think Joel Embiid is the MVP. <laughs> That's true, but he was not voted the MVP, so therefore... He led the league in scoring. How do you lead the league in scoring and be on the second team? And I'll tell you this much. Jalen Green was just on the Bill Simmons podcast. They squashed their beef, by the way. Um, 
And uh, Jalen Green is on the Jokic train too. So I have an NBA cred on on the side of the robot. So <laughs> as far as I'm NBA. concerned, all I need is a 19 year old uh, NBA player to agree with me, and then I'm off on the races again. Kevin Durant said Joel Embiid was MVP. Right, right, right. I, I'm I'm with the future of the NBA. Kevin Durant's the old guard. What I don't understand is that they were both they released like a couple months ago that they would both be eligible as like a forward or a center. So technically they both could have been on the first team. It's not like it was strictly because of that rule. People voted it differently. That's a very new school way of thinking. And the writers all vote on old school. Um, yeah, which I've gotten to the point why do the why do these old like just random, well, I guess not random, right? Random I, Bill Simmons. I can't, I can't take you seriously right now. Like your, your voice and your face is not lining up. All right, cl- don't you dare close your eyes. Um, they, I've gotten, I've gotten so fed up, and part of it is because of Joel Embiid. But they shouldn't be voting for MVP. It's so stupid, like that we just allow. These by that Stephen A. Smith has a vote. Yeah, who do you want voting though? What would the be players. your system? The oh players. no! See, that would be even more biased. No, I me. saw I saw a propose. Someone proposed it. It may have been Bill Simmons. I don't remember. Well, if it was Bill Simmons, you would have known about it. That's where you get all your takes. But um, someone said <laughs> you can only listen to so many podcasts that they should take the players that were named to the NBA seventy-five list. Okay. And let them vote. Okay, I wouldn't be opposed to that because some of those people, or most, well, yeah, I mean, the majority of that list is not playing in the current NBA. So. Or dead, but. Well, or dead, but at least then they get to watch all the games. And if you gave them that responsibility, I bet they'd watch all the games. Giving it to the players now, you can't expect players to be watching every game and comparing statistics and. All of these different yeah, but they um, play analytics players. They play against maybe like once. I mean, okay, Jalen Green didn't play Giannis this year, so is he just going to be like, oh, I never played Giannis. I don't really know if uh, he's better than uh, LeBron James or not. You know, it's like well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just think it's it's so stupid that like brian and then you got favorites off friendships and stuff like that i like the the guys that definitely are not friends with any of the like lebron might use yeah you think brian windhorst who's like 400 pounds probably never worked out in his life should have a vote no but he could he can study he can study that he knows the game i even though i hate that guy and lebron only befriends him to sway votes and again lebron you let's not get back into the lebron thing but lebron uses people for his own gain he doesn't have actually any real connections in his life but brian winhorse he can look yes did he play the game at a high level never no bill simmons didn't either but these people can analyze just like you and me the game of basketball and know who's they've watched enough games to know okay this guy's making the right decisions based off of the data and they sit there they pull up their excel sheet and they go Jokic. (laughs) and i like that I, i actually because the excel sheet to me is unbiased it's like 
sure. Could you watch Joel Embiid and could you watch Jokic and be like, well, that guy is, you know, crazy dominant and with the eye, but then you, you'd break it down with all the statistics and Jokic is LeBron James level of basketball IQ. Yeah, and you can't, I, I do agree with, although th- maybe this will change in a couple years, but right now I still agree with, they both play center. They cannot both be all NBA first team. I disagree. You disagree? Yeah. Well, and then. I disagree um, because I think the NBA now is almost positionless. So. Yeah, I mean, it's moving that way for sure. For sure. But those guys are so clearly sad. The best year, regardless of position. I mean, yeah, they're listed as center. I mean, they're seven, both over seven feet tall. But I just think it's it's. You just have a bunch of forwards then. We'd have forwards and guards. That would be the. You break it down to forwards and guards rather than point guard, shooting guard. I mean, it's like. I think this is a very specific example because Joel Embiid and Jokic are clearly centers. Well, they, I mean, based off size, and but, I mean, the way that they play, the way that they can move, I mean, I think that the position, NBA positions has totally changed over the years compared to, like, how defined it was back when they were first made. But I, I just think... And obviously I'm biased, but it, I just think it's insane that a guy who averaged 30 points a game yeah, led, led the league in scoring right, gets absolutely no honors at the end of the year. I just think that there's some flaw. I can understand and I can respect him losing to Jokic for MVP. Right. But the fact that he gets absolute, absolutely no honors back-to-back years for having tremendous years, it's like... It's 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 frustrating. I think there's some sort of flaw in and instead of going out and now they're making conference finals MVPs. I don't know if you saw that. Now now they're naming MVPs of the conference finals. Is that the Magic Johnson Award or whatever it is? Uh, I believe so. I think it's Bird and Johnson. I saw. Yeah. Okay. I think instead well, of I'm focusing on that bullcrap, they should focus on somehow being able to you know like respect the main awards and all like. And plus, there's, there's, I mean, obviously Embiid doesn't need any money, but there's, there's money tied to it. I mean, there's incentives tied to what team you're named towards. Um, but I don't know. It just, it's, Embiid's it's just a, crazy. Yeah. It's crazy that well, like, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you alter it without, you know, completely. I mean, because then how do you judge anything in the past, too? So it's like. I mean, there's clearly flaws to it when you look at it and see now Nikola Jokic has more MVPs than Kobe Bryant. That's crazy to think about. And Steve Nash has more MVPs than Kobe Bryant. Well, Steve Nash was crazy good, dude. I don't want to go like completely off topic here, but Steve Nash earned every MVP that he ever got. I don't know. When did Kobe so Kobe lost to Steve Nash a couple times? Yeah, then, he did. When he could have, yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's just Yeah, I mean they should they should think of something for sure. I mean it's, I, it's, I agree it's with you. Hard. Embiid it's... is crazy dominant and he should get some sort of accolades, but he won't. So Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like 
when they're talking about the all-time grades, they're like, well, Joel Embiid was never first team. Well, actually, I don't know. Right, they'll it. they'll look back and they will mark that against him. I mean, yeah. you have to really know your ball to be like, oh, well, those are the years Jokic was just like a robot and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, in I mean, it's, season. it's frustrating, but I mean, I think at the very least, what I said, they could change the all-NBA teams to just forwards and guards which is what's annoying about it is that Embiid and Jokic were both eligible for both forwards and center. So mm-hmm. they voters very easily could have voted Embiid as a forward, but then that would have, I don't know. Yeah. It's getting a little not, baseball with the, uh, with the, just, with the, the old school thinking, you know, I know. And it just, Luckily, I mean, none I, of them. Luckily, none of them uh, take steroids. <laughs> I can see. I mean, to me, I still think that the players should vote on MVP um, rather than these writers. Or, I mean, the fact that Stephen A. Smith has a vote in itself is crazy. <laughs> okay, well, that, as much as I hate Stephen A. Smith, I think he's like, why don't they just let watch Skip the ba- game. Why don't they let Skip Bayless vote now? It's like they. I'm sure that wait, there. Skip Bayless doesn't have a vote. No, I don't think have, so. I think you have to have certain accolades. Like you have to like. Oh, that's weird. Then why does like Bill Simmons have a vote? But I don't Skip know how Bayless. it works. I think okay. I mean we'll, we'll got to look into that. We got to look. They, into could, that. they should have. I think it should be percentage based. I think yeah, they should have a vote, but I think the player should have a larger chunk of the voting. Um, I do like. I really do like the the seventy five um, voting. I mean, obviously some are still in the league. Some are. I mean, like still going to be in MVP contention, like Giannis and LeBron and KD, but. Um, the media will know. never allow that to happen. Well, no, the media will never allow. I mean, the media, media controls everything, and it's it's that's why the why the way it is right now. It's why Embiid just got snubbed of. of <laughs> I mean, okay, we're gonna be talking in circles. Speaking of your boy Embiid, um, let's let's, let's like transition here for the Boston Heat series because this Boston Heat series is very right, interesting. Speaking of Embiid. Well, my, I have a question about the 76ers versus the, the Boston uh, in the Boston Heat series. Is all right, so you got the first game where all right, Boston jumps out, they're up by 10 at half, but then Miami goes on this like 20 to 2 run, and then it's kind of done, game over. Then you get the second game, and the Celtics just completely destroy them. Then you get the third game, and we're going back and forth here, and then the Heat go up by 26. The game doesn't get interesting until the very end. We can talk at nauseum of, of whether Boston should have put Jason Tatum back in after that shoulder thing because it, it, like, they were on a roll. Maybe they could have won the game. Blah, blah. Anyway, Heat steal that game. And then the Heat, to me last night, we're just, and I will. Speaking of Skip Bayless, agree with Skip Bayless on this one. Is they didn't they didn't care about that game last night, and I think some of that had to do with um, Scott Foster being the referee too. Just calling everything. Uh, the refs were calling everything, unlike Game Three when uh, Tucker was allowed to harass uh, Tatum the entire game. So I, I I'm kind of lost on this series. 
And I'm not really – I thought going into it, Boston was a dominant NBA squad. And now they just, like, look kind of lazy sometimes. And I'm not, like, sold on either of these teams now. Now this could be all different if they, you know, you, you're probably thinking, oh, Warriors are going to run away with it. Who knows? Matchups different, you know, defense versus an offensive team. I'm not ready to go there yet, but – as far as Boston and the Heat, do you think that if the 76ers were healthy, and mainly there's only just the one man that needs to be healthy is your MVP, Joel Embiid, um, do you think they would have uh, now now seen this series? Do you think the 76ers, if they could have just stayed healthy and uh, made their way through the Heat, could they have beaten this Boston team? Um. I can't say with confidence. I mean, I think I think those. Th- well, I would, I would throw Milwaukee in. I mean, they had the Middleton injury. I'd say those four teams were all. It was a toss up between those four teams. I mean, I know people were saying Brooklyn early on. I mean, they got spanked, but I think the Sixers could have definitely made it a series. I don't know who would have won. I think that if Embiid was healthy, we easily would have won that Miami series. Yeah, um, I mean, we played. Got spanked two game. We're down 2-0 because he didn't play. Not to say that we were going to win both those games, but he clearly was not himself. Clearly was just something. I mean, it was it was bothering him. I mean, playing with that, just the thumb in itself and then the whole wearing a mask face thing. But, um, yeah, I think they could have definitely – I think that, yeah, they could have beaten both Miami. The team that I was the most afraid of was Milwaukee. Um, yeah, me too. I'm still. I still think I they're going to win. Middleton, they win that series. Um, well, me too. Pretty clearly, it went seven. So, um, but yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't ever really afraid of Boston or Miami in the same sense that I was afraid of Milwaukee. Um, not saying we would have beat, I think we would have beaten Miami, not saying we would have beaten Boston, but I think it would have probably gone six or seven games. Um, at least be, I, I don't get the, you have a beat on this series. I don't, I don't really understand what's going on here because Miami to me is clearly the inferior team. Boston to me going into this, I thought Boston was just going to, destroy Miami and I actually liked Boston against Golden State too now I'm kind of off that but I don't know I I mean is this like I've I've heard it both ways on all these podcasts Boston's gonna win the next two games although Marcus Smart's ankle looked like it was torn in half so I don't know like he's gonna play next game I don't know and that's the defensive player of the year (laughs) I've never seen anything quite like it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, um, but but to me, it's like, okay, so you got Marcus Smart, who's torn his entire ankle in half. You got Robert Williams, who I don't know what the deal – what's happening with him? He plays one game. He doesn't play. He tweaks his knee last night in the fourth. Then he comes out with this, like – weird mechanical device on his kneecap and i'm like 
is this guy hurt or not or what's going on here? And then you got on the other side, like let's not put let's not discount this. Jimmy Butler didn't look good last night and didn't even play the second half of game three. Skip Bayless thinks that that might be some sort of internal issue based on nothing, by the way, but he's put that out there. But he didn't really, you know, Jimmy didn't look good, and they don't have Tyler Hero. And I know Hero wasn't doing anything in this series, but still, he was the sixth man of the year. And to me, it's just like, I don't, I don't know who's healthy, who's injured on each team. or So with that in mind, I don't know if Boston's going to win the next two. I don't know if Miami's going to win in seven. I mean, I would not be shocked if either of those scenarios happened. Um, I do think Boston, with all healthy players, is clearly a better team than Miami. They just get lazy, I think. For a team that's won nothing, by the way. Um, I think Miami is a little more disciplined and clearly has the coaching advantage. I think that's playing a role. Um, I think they also have more experience than, I mean. I mean, Boston's got experience now. Brown and Tatum have been in the playoffs pretty much every year. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like in most of that Miami team, mind you, it was the bubble, but they were in the finals recently. Um, P.J. Tucker, champion. Yeah. Um, not that's really – Udonis Haslam seen everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the thing about Miami is, like, they're not a really good offensive team. They just kind of like play at their own pace, like kind of make make the other team beat themselves up. And I feel like Boston can get unbelievably hot. But the thing about Tatum is when he's good, he's he's good. But when he's bad, he's he's terrible. He's breaking everything. Um, game three, he was missing everything. Um, Boston's turning the ball over a lot. Miami's pretty solid. Well, Miami's only good offensively when they're getting the easy buckets. To me, like I mean, nineteen yeah. steals in Game Three. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, in the Philly series, it was mainly Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler dropped like forty points, thirty points. Like he was, he was carrying them offensively, um, and he hasn't really done that uh, that much in this fine air in this this eastern conference finals but um i thought i thought i really thought boston was gonna run away with it i thought they went in like five um but now i mean it's it's a toss-up because you can see as as good as boston has looked they can also get super cold and look super uh just i don't know undisciplined so I think and, I think Boston wins in seven in Miami. I think. Wow. Yeah. I think that. I, I don't know. I just I just I think Tatum Tatum's gonna have Tatum's due for a big game. He hasn't had. Um, I mean, he's had that shitty game in Game Three, but I think he's he's due for a big game. 
And I don't know. I don't know what's up with Jimmy Butler. It's weird. It's like knee inflammation, but he's playing the next game. Um, that does lead me to kind of give a little, 10% credence to what Skip Bayless had to say. It's like, because I remember, to me, it was like, if you're going to take that game off anyway, why is Jimmy playing at all? Yeah, well, I don't think he was. I don't think they were taking the game off. <laughs> but. So, oh, I do. I think I after think they missed like the first seven, I think after they missed the, the first eight shots, they're just like, never mind. We don't got it tonight. Well, who do you and think? They the thing is, well, I, I, I think Boston's got to win the next two because if they goes back to Miami in a game seven, they're not going to be calling fouls. And that's just, to me, it's advantage Miami because then they can harass Tatum and Brown, who apparently can't dribble the ball. I mean, I've never seen a team like so. I mean, the turnovers are my give Miami credit, but a lot of the turnovers are pretty easy to me. It's just pickpockets, you know. And uh, if they're letting them play and you can frustrate Tatum into a bad game, then it becomes really interesting to me. And, uh, and I would, I actually would not like that because Miami Heat in the finals versus the Warriors is you're getting spanked. Gonna get, yeah. To me, yeah. it's just like maybe. The, to me, it's like that Lakers in the bubble. It's like I never once in that series thought Miami had a chance ever. Yeah, I was never like, you know what, Miami could could win four of these games. That's like to me. I was like, like, at least at least Boston's got the players, right? If they're all healthy, then they could win versus Golden State. I think. Well, you need you need players that can, well, at least deep in the playoffs, you need players that can create their own shot and score. Like go to players you can go to down the stretch, and Miami has Butler and Hero, and I I really would put a question mark around those two. I mean, Jimmy's well, I, yeah. Jimmy's a, he's, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a good offensive player, but he, I mean, I saw something that was like, he didn't score. F- Actually, I don't, I don't remember what the stat was. It was something about like how in, in the postseason he's, his scoring high totals compared to like in the regular season, he's not, he's not like a volume scorer I and mean, he has been because he's been carrying it, but, if I had to pick between him and Tatum, obviously, like to get a bucket, I'd rather have Tatum. Um, and the thing about the Warriors is, well, we're assuming that the Warriors are going to advance, which I think it's pretty oh, safe. Hundred percent of the time, this is the yeah. three, three um, team wins. The same hockey. Yeah, um, is that they'll just keep coming and they can score in bunches. I mean, they've, I mean, they've Steph, Poole, right. Wiggins, I mean, Draymond can facilitate and they play pretty underrated defense, I would say. And it's like, you got, you, you they're just going to try to outrun you. It's like how Gonzaga was or always is. Like, it's like you're going to have to outscore us or just slow the pace down enough. And I just don't think either of those teams have the firepower to score at, as much as the Warriors are going to do it. But it'll be interesting. Plus, there's always injuries. Hopefully, there's no more, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they're just both these teams are getting ravaged. All right, well I don't know. Okay, so I got Celtics in six. You, can you think they're going to win the next two? You can take Celtics in seven. Well, if they take if Miami gets one of these, I'm, I'm switching my pick to Miami in seven. 
I think game seven in Miami is going to be like a brutal dog fight. And I like the dogs on Miami better than I like, you know, Jason. That Miami crowd's going to be going crazy. (laughs) Oh, don't get me. Could there be a less enthused group of people? I was watching the game and it was like mid second quarter. And I'm like, where are all the people? They're out clubbing. I'm, seriously, I mean, I know that's all that's been there, like kind of grind. But it, I at least thought, like after the pandemic, <laughs> people would be like, "No, that's it. I'm going to every game." You know, nope. Still the Miami crowd. You can snag courtside there. <clears throat> that's the problem with the Miami crowd. We'd have to wait until the fourth quarter, like five minutes to go, because you never know who's going to show up that's and be true. like, "What? I'm in Miami. I was out." I'm going to show up, you know, the start of the fourth. I I love watching one quarter of basketball. Um, Yeah, that's wild. All right, let's get to the, um, let's get to the other game. We're at the 30 minute mark here. So there's nothing really, I mean, come on. This, this series was doomed from the beginning. I wish Phoenix won. Phoenix is the team that should be playing Golden State right now. Um, you saw Game Seven, right? We saw. Same I game did. Seven. I did. I I don't know what was going on. There's rumors that Chris Paul had COVID, and I just had COVID. And if that's true, then God bless him for yes, being out who's there. Who's saying that Chris Paul had COVID? That was out. It was on Twitter. That was on Twitter. There's no that way that they would allow him to play. Hey man, I'm don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you what Twitter told me. <laughs> you saw one random at it's like <laughs> Bitty Bob, I'm trying, I'm trying to yo Chris Pod COVID game seven. <laughs> I'm trying to figure a way at why Phoenix lost that series to to basically just look Yeah, that's what they're saying. They're, they're saying. I don't know what went wrong in that series, but now we're seeing the the fallout. So everyone that loves an underdog winning, this is what you get from it, okay? So if you want to see the Heat win versus Boston, expect a shitty finals then. So is that what you want? Because we're seeing the result of a worse team advancing. And so... Look here. The main point, and this is Bill Simmons pointed this out. Um, actually, Ryan Russillo pointed this out. It was Phoenix is a one-on-one kind of ISO team, and that works out better for Dallas. And and Golden State's not like that at all. Everyone's moving all the time, and they're just getting way better shots. And it seems like they can score go to the basket and score at will whenever they really want versus Dallas. And Dallas just needs too many things to go right for him. And, uh, you know, the guys that were contributing in the last series in Phoenix are not doing anything in this series. I mean, that was atrocious in the last game for Dallas of, I mean, Kleba, Kleber, Kleba, I don't know what, how you pronounce his name, but he, didn't even shoot. He was like scared to shoot. Yeah. I was, you know, Jeff Van Cundy and Mark Jackson are like losing their minds because he won't shoot. And then you got at least Bullock was shooting. He didn't make anything, but at least he wasn't afraid. And then 
Uh, who's the oh Bertans Wizard, the Wizard Warrior, um, who got the bag. And uh, that guy sucks. I, I mean, <laughs> that guy makes nothing. I don't know how that guy. I mean, he had what one good season and then never made a shot again. Apparently, yeah, he's, he's he's a Chuck. He's he's CEO. He's a major. Chuck he's CEO Chuck. of Chucktown. <laughs> Him. <laughs> No, he's the mayor, and Clay Thompson's the CEO. <laughs> um, Clay Thompson actually makes them though from time to time. Yeah, I mean, you get that game six Clay in you, and then it's over. But well, I mean, I don't know. They don't have I, a. Ch- they. I will say what I said in the Phoenix series. <laughs> Dallas doesn't have a shot. <laughs> yeah, and then he got Luca. My last point before you go, Luca. I love Luca. Um, I'm not gonna gonna go full skip Bayless and try and choose the next person to hate for 25 years, which I think is what Skip's doing. I love everyone in the NBA right now. The only thing with Luca is he definitely um, needs help. No, he definitely needs help, and he's also he's got a 40 percent usage rate, which may lead to the other guys not making their shots because. Everyone's kind of just like standing around well, watching Luca. He has a forty percent usage rate because the people around him suck. Right. You could. I mean, I think it's a balancing act, right? Like, yes, they suck. I agree with you. But they need to get him a wing, a wing that complements his style of play. I mean, Brunson's good, but Brunson's best with the ball in his hand, like Luca mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Same with Dinwiddie, which is why they have him coming off the bench. But like, if you look at the players that start. Dorian Finney-Smith was undrafted. He's a UF Gator prodigy, though. Yeah. <laughs> Bullock, I don't know when Bullock, but I, Bullock's been around for a while now. And Bullock's like, been around for a while. He's nothing special. I mean, he, he's having no, he's a, a He's a journeyman. But it just shows how good Luca. It reminds me of like LeBron when he was with like that Cleveland team with just bum. Luca's better than LeBron at, already at that age. I mean, he's shooting crazy good at three. And he's already a better free throw shooter than LeBron was at that point in time. I'm saying progress out. Not right now. Luka's not better. but LeBron couldn't shoot the three like that or make free throws like that. I mean, he couldn't do that when he was that age. I, I mean, Luca. I guess if you take all of his stats, he's not really that great of a three-point shooter, and he's definitely not a good free-throw shooter. But in that last game, he was. And so I can't really take much from him in the last. Like, Skip Skip gave him 75% of the blame, and he had 41 points of, like, 55% shooting, 90% free-throws, and, like, 50% three-point shooting. I'm like, no, I think what more can this guy do? I, I like Luca a lot too, and what I'm my point being is um, everything for you and, and Skip has to come back to LeBron. My point being is that the fact that he made it this far and beat everyone's the favorite to win the NBA Finals with the team that he has is pretty miraculous. I mean, Dinwiddie played well, Brunson played well, um, but and like none of these games with the Warriors so far have necessarily been blowouts. I mean, some of them, a couple of them, have been fairly entertaining. Um, 
They can't play defense. Kind of entertaining, but I've never ever had the sense that the Warriors are going to lose. Well, yeah, but I mean, my well, actually, that's not true. When they were up, when they were up big, I did. I thought Dallas might steal that one, but but I I just I mean, if you get Luca like a solid wing or a big that can complement like a good big that can complement his play, that they would be. How about how about DeAndre Ayton? Uh, I mean, it'd be an upgrade over what they currently have, but I'm not sold on DeAndre Ayton. Oh, really? I like DeAndre Ayton. And he's not going to stay with Phoenix. I'm trying to think who I would like to ideally pair with Luka. What about Bradley Beal? I was thinking about that uh, because he can play like a catch-and-shoot role, play off-ball. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Can't think off the top of my head. But, I mean, Aluka has barely played with anyone good in his career. So, either if he's going to pull LeBron and leave to join a better team or if he's just going to – if they're going to actually bring better talent around him. I mean, he's, he's going to be good for a while. Um, well, the here, and that brings me to the, he could be good for a while. He's got a, I don't know if he has an injury problem or he has a pussy problem, <laughs> but he's got to stop with this, this act that he does. <laughs> Because if he's actually getting injured, then it's like, well, you have an injury problem. But if he's not, then stop with the shoulder hurts. Oh, neck crunk, cranked the wrong way. Oh, my ankle now. I stepped up. Dude, you can't go on giant stretches of time in the game where you're like milking some injury that's really not going to be much in the fourth quarter or the next game. To me, well, I think he, to me, I think he's milking it. It's it's like a it's soccer thing, right? I don't know. I mean, he could also just have hurt himself, and it just feels better later. I mean, and here's yeah. another thing: that whole routine, even if you're hurt, don't give the other team a target. If I see that guy come out with tape on his shoulder, guess where I'm hitting him every time I foul him? That shoulder. I'm in the freaking Western Conference Finals. I want to get to the finals. If I see you're hurt, I'm going to try and hurt you. That's how it works. People aren't going to be like, oh, hey, guys, stay away from that taped portion of his shoulder. Like, that's not feeling great. <laughs> like, these guys are going to hit him in the shoulder. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I, there's there's no way to know. If he's faking it, if it's a serious injury or not, I don't think he has an injury problem. And then another thing is his his habits are not Kobe esque. I'll just put it that way. I don't like guys that come fat to uh, to the first game of the season. Zion James Harden. He was also he was like caught drinking a few beers before the game, like smoking. That wasn't before the game. That wasn't the day. It was like the day, a couple day or two before. I saw that too. He's like smoking a hookah. Hookah Doncic. <laughs> and he does need to work on his defense. 
I will give Skip Bayless that because I've never seen Steph Curry look better at like driving the ball. Well, Steph Curry's a tremendous. I know, but he's still oh, like I mean, comparable, comparably like he should like Luca should be able to handle a Steph Curry drive, right? Make well, him shoot not a jumper as quick as Le- as Steph. Well, he's got to work on it. Maybe if he didn't come fat to every game and drinking like four four Bud Heavies before the game, then maybe... <laughs> not every not everyone can crush ten beers and then drop fifty like Jordan. That's all I'm gonna he's say. He's drinking hams. <laughs> he's drinking a couple hams before the game. All right, this leads me to my last point. Luca, Steph, that whole squad, Suns, um. You know, Tatum, Boston, um, Memphis. The NBA right now is, to me, never been in a better place because right now I don't know who's going to win the finals. I mean, I have, a, I have a sense for the Warriors. I have a sense for the Warriors, but I could see Boston winning. <clears throat> and then moving forward from here, I don't really know who's going to be winning any of these years. Let's put Milwaukee in there. I just think the talent level is so spread now that it's going to be awesome. And there's not going to be really like a super team. Well, you don't know that, but. Well, there could, yeah, there could be, you know, some moves. But I, I just mean like the talent level on all of the teams now is so great that. And I don't hate anyone. That's the best part about it. You hate LeBron, dude. Well, he's irrelevant. The Lakers aren't going to do shit. Lakers have no chance of doing anything. So to me, it's like LeBron will try and guess where LeBron's going to try and go to the Clippers because he doesn't want to leave L.A. And he knows that Kawhi is going to be back. Oh, he'll go to the Clippers. Dude, never underestimate. LeBron James and his <laughs> just leave the loser league. mentality. Trust me. This guy is going to be trying to get out of the Lakers so hard next year. Cause he, he can't let himself just get four. He needs to try and get something else and he'll never be able to build it on his own. So he needs to jump. That's what he always does. Did you so, see Kyrie called him the GM in an interview? Yeah, I mean, he does. He's the GM of the team, and and warranted because he he's the best. He was the best player in the league. So, um, but I but irrelevant. LeBron James, if he stays with the Lakers, is irrelevant, and I don't really need to. Yes, I hate him, but it's like, whatever. You're gonna lose forever in LA. I don't really care anymore. So from here on out, playoffs wise, I'm just like, and if he ever gets back to the playoffs, he's gonna get beat. So that makes it even sweeter for me. I just I just love where the NBA is right now. And they're not calling bullshit fouls anymore. And uh, there's still a little bit of rig, a little conspiracy for me. Like last night, like, why was the game three so much different officiating wise? Scott Foster is a cheaty, he's a cheater. <laughs> Bill Simmons, calls him, Bill Simmons calls him the extender. Yeah, that's true. He is the extender. He always he come. They they put him in when they need to extend a series. It's all about profit for the NBA. Get another game in this series. 
it really is not there's some conspiracy there because game three they call nothing game four they call everything it's like where's the as mark jackson i just want to be consistent i just want to be consistent yeah i really do i don't know I, they, so they need to figure that problem. You need out. to you need to listen. They to need that. to get rid of Scott Foster and all of the old guard and get some new guys in there. You need to listen to that whistleblower podcast about the um, yeah Donahue or whatever the this the betting scandal. He said that like the 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 ref that got caught for fixing games that every after every single game. Would make a call to Scott Foster, and they, I, they, I can't believe they allow this man to. They don't have records record. of what happened, but they had like ton, like hours of conversation after every game. It's like I know that's fishy. Oh yeah, that's fishy. It's more than fishy. The guy is obviously bet on basketball before. Um, all right, who you got in the finals? You got Warriors in how many versus uh, the? Five Celtics. Warriors in five. Ooh, no, I can't do that to the Celtics. I got Warriors in six. Give <laughs> one. Five is like complete dominance. It's to just me. too much experience. They're they're on a roll once they get there. I mean, and I really want the Warriors to win too. You do want the Warriors to win? Oh yeah, I'll be rooting for them hardcore. I do too. I love Steph. I love their whole team. I do too. Although Draymond, I mean Draymond's kind of annoying. No, I love Draymond. <laughs> I love pool. I'm a big pool guy. I like. Oh, let's talk about that. Let's talk a little bit about Andrew Wiggins before we head out here. Andrew Wiggins is in the perfect scenario, and let's 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 revisit how Andrew Wiggins got to the Golden State Warriors. They had to give away D'Lo. And they got Wiggins, and then what turns out to be Kaminga. Oh, I mean, fleece? Talk <laughs> about a fleece. I mean, yeah, absolute so fleece. The Warriors have always had that that three-guard three position or that wing position that, I mean, Harrison Barnes was it originally, and then KD, mm-hmm. and now Wiggins. And it's – Players just thrive in that position. They just crash the boards, play defense, and make open threes. Cut. I mean, the ball yeah. movement and just playing off of Steph and Clay. I mean, the spacing is just insane when they have those players out there because they can all hit a three. Um, I I didn't. I said it when they traded for Wiggins. I was like, he's gonna fit in. I mean, clearly that was at a down, a down point. I mean. Clay was injured. I think Steph was injured too. But they, I mean, credit to the Warriors. That was a, that was a good move. And I mean, Wiggins obviously isn't anything of what people ever thought he would be. But no, not he's clearly didn't deserve to be an All Star. But he's a good above average player. Yeah, I, I hope he wins a ring, wins a ring. That'd be cool. Yeah, and I mean, I don't. People always say, "Oh, well, maybe if he stayed in Cleveland, learned from LeBron, he could have been in something different kind of player." And I don't know. I don't think. I don't think. Would. I don't think people's personalities change, and I think his personality is kind of just like. I don't know. He he doesn't seem like a, he doesn't seem like a Kobe esque kind of like uh, 
I need to win and get better kind of personality. So, but I think he fits in perfectly with the Warriors and, and good for the Warriors for recognizing that. And they got Kaminga, my favorite draft pick of last year. <laughs> Kaminga, who's played no minutes. <laughs> but oh, he's playing right now. Oh, is he playing? Yeah, he's got seven points. Oh, look at this guy. But he's the Warriors 20 are years old. He's 20 years old and he's he's contributing in a in a Western Conference Finals game. The Warriors' future is so bright, dude. Jordan Poole. I'm not gonna put Peyton in there. Moody, yeah, that guy out of nowhere. This guy's putting in minutes. This guy's like a G League uh, All Star. <laughs> Him and Jalen Green, my boy. All right. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, let's uh, let's do some pop culture in the last five minutes here. Okay. Dude, Young Thug. What? What? Give us the Young Thug update. One of our favorite rappers here on the. Wait a second. One of our favorite rappers here on the Sunday Punch podcast. I always knew. I always knew I went gonna be gay. Ah, that's gonna be tough for him in prison. <laughs> How It sucks, dude. I I've I'm a big Young Thug fan. Um, he screwed. Give 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 the people the background. No one follows Young Thug but us. I know that we're entrenched in it, but so he's a rapper from Atlanta. Um, very interesting style. Um, Guess was gang affiliated when he first started getting big. Um, started a a uh, what's it called? Um, record label. Label record label called uh, YSL, which stands for, for Young Stoner Life or Young Slime Life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the feds have been building a case on him and all these other rappers associated with his label, label claiming that YSL is a gang um, and that Young Thug is the head of it, which, I mean, he is the head of YSL, if you consider it a gang or if you consider it a music label. Um, so a couple weeks ago, they hit him and basically the entire group with Rico charges and they're facing some pretty serious allegations, including like attempted murder and hits and like armed robbery and uh, it's drug charges. It's not looking good. Um, So they're probably locked up for life for at least a very long time, um, which is, too bad. Although, maybe. although according to my Snapchat news, <laughs> Dude, where are you a, lot, a lot of the evidence is based on lyrics. So I'm hoping that Young Thug it's not based is, on is lyrics. not the murder people. is not the murderer that they're trying to make him out to be. And I'll tell you what, I was really excited for his next album. So it's, you know, personal loss for me, probably a better gain for human society if he is a kingpin murderer. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, really, we gotta weigh the pros and cons. 
great music, 50 people die. 50 people live, not so great of music. (laughs) Well, 50 people died, and now we don't get any great music. I know, it's a lose-lose for all people. I always now I kind of feel bad when I listen to his music and like. Oh, you do? I still I was just listening to it. Yeah, it kind of hits different now, but it's like, man, this guy killed people. (laughs) Well, allegedly, I would like to say that allegedly. Well, technically, I don't think ordered hits. He didn't actually kill anyone. I would like to also clarify that Young Thug was just ordering hits and going about his day. Completely fine. Allegedly, allegedly, they got Jack Harlow too. He was the leader. well. I guess, dude. I guess now we're really never going to a Young Thug concert. I know we were gonna go. Like, next oh, we were gonna. Dude. <sighs> it was him and Gunna. Oh no! I wonder if they can get out for like a month or something. <laughs> <laughs> Would you still go? By the way, yes. I would go too. Well, actually, no, I wouldn't because they'd probably be like, I don't know, it'd be probably unsafe. I don't, I don't think so. I think they'd talk about it too. It's You'd want to be there when they talked about it. You wouldn't be able to understand anything they said. You know, it's not Pete. They're pushing Pete. It's not Pete. Pushing, oh, no, we're going to be getting pushing prison. <laughs> Oh, poor guys. All right. I think that poor guys, yeah. <laughs> we should feel bad for them. For... Well, I do until it's proved guilty. It does I, suck I... that their trial's not until 2023 and they were denied bond or bail. That that sucks. Well, they were denied, but he said open to new evidence. Uh, so that might Snapchat actually source? be this is Twitter. Now I'm gone. Oh, I've gone. I moved on to Twitter. This is the same so, guy that did CB3 and COVID game seven. Well, what else is there to explain it, dude? CB3 had nine points on average, like two rebounds and two assists. He's terrible. It man. couldn't possibly be because he was 37 years old. No, it was Cliff Paul out there. <laughs> the real Chris Paul. I'll tell you what I do. I'll give Patrick Beverly one thing. We don't really get on Chris Paul that bad. For the amount of failures he's had, is like imagine if LeBron did this, I would be destroying him every every chance I got. I've always hated Chris Paul. It's always been the same for me. See, I never understood that. I don't understand the Suns' hate. Really, they're cocky and they haven't done anything. <laughs> yeah, but you don't like Devin Booker. No, he's I used to, but he's so cocky. Oh, stop it! He liked Devin Booker. Stop. Stop it. He's the next Kobe. Everyone says so. All right. Moving uh moving moving forward and, and moving out. I think that was good. I think that was a good uh cast tonight. It's good to be back. God, my COVID and the vacation is not good for me. I need to talk. I need to cast. I well, need to live. And I got another one tomorrow night. So be sure to tune in. Until then, it's always Friday night on the Sunday Punch Podcast. Friday night, I'm thinking that we just might fly away to someplace they don't know who we are. 
Now I'm riding shotgun in your car. We drive through the city like explorers going 65. Flowing hair flying across your face. We left on Friday. Now it's Saturday. Press jeans buttoned up. Jeans iron slipping up. Red shoes walking slow. Headphones blaring three stacks. Sunglasses flaring out. Thick watch hanging low. Studded belt pulled taut. Three stacks on the radio. Friday night. I'm thinking that we just might. Run away to some place we we can be who we are. We can be who we are.